0: is champ is is hi everyone it is true the champ is indeed here of course I'm the 2016 champion I won Supercoach all the way back then but no I'm, I'm kidding my name is Wilfred. You might know me better as Catfish. No Joe Fitz this week, but uh, that's fine. I am joined with someone far more important, far more relevant. I am joined by 2021 Super Coach Champion Tim Moody. Timmy, how are you?
1: I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for getting me back on. And uh, I just want to say, to start off with, that uh, the intro gives me goosebumps. It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks, you know, about a month, I guess, since I've listened to pods and. That gives me goosebumps, just uh, gives me memories of all of the, actually all of the bloody podcasts I listen to. I get goosebumps nearly every time I listen to their intro music or whatever because I just knew I was at work. You know what I mean? I had my head down and my little book out and yeah, it gives me goosebumps going back there already miss it. it's
0: a different feel this time though this time right you're, you're lit you've heard it but you're on this week and you don't have to take notes you don't have to study you're here just to have a good time
1: yeah, I also don't have to worry about anything i say being um you know I, you know something that someone uses to to beat me or whatever you know what i mean so it's when i was getting on pods towards the end of whatever i was a bit nervous that i'd stuff up and say the wrong thing and people would be able to take an opportunity from information I volunteered by mistake or whatever. Hey, but so doesn't I doesn't matter it. I don't sound relaxed because I'm struggling to put a sentence together. It's been a while since I've been on the pods.
0: Look, I've got a great idea for something that's going to relax us. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to crack a beer open in celebration of you winning and also, obviously, of your mighty Penrith Panthers also taking things out as well. Woo! So cheers, cheers
1: to you, mate. Cheers, mate. I've just cracked one with you. What are you drinking there? Oh, well, well that's not. Promo- that's not. Are we, are we allowed to promote? Oh, it's fine. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking. Uh, I've got a uh, one from the Dayton Brewery. It's the Vienna Nipa. It's, it's a fancy ice cream cake IPA.
1: Wow. That's it's getting that's fancy. Gone. All right. Cool. I won't, won't worry about getting judged either. I'm just having a uh, Cozy Osco Pale Ale. A lot of people sort of yeah. bag out the Pale Ale drinkers, but I'll have any beer. I just don't mind a little bit of extra zest. That's all.
0: Mate, I, I bought this for 50% off, so I'm certainly not picky. And, yep, that's the only reason I bought a case. And yeah, I always go for the deal as well. It. That's it. And, um, look, it, it's 1.8 standard drinks per beer, so uh, Heavy. It, it's, um, I know. You can have it's, your cake
1: and eat it too. <laughs> that's it. That should and be their uh,
0: catchphrase. <laughs> well, yeah, this so one, they're, they're trying to make it, like, so it tastes like the old Viennetta. You remember those ice creams? Mate. Viennetta ice creams. Do
1: I remember yeah, them? Totally. Of course I do. My mum used to get us Vionettas. Oh, we used to love the Vionetta. You slice her up. It's. A, I wouldn't go for it these days, though. I think it was sort of, there's those things back in the day that were big deals, but I don't know. Maybe a bit of nostalgia, I'd have one, but thinking about it now. I don't even know if they sell them anymore. <laughs> I haven't seen one for ages. If anyone out there has got a Vionetta or a Vionetta supply, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll have one. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get on the Vionettas.
0: Well, if you want to if you want a bit of nostalgia to to try the taste but in in beer form this actually it, it tastes a bit weird in that you drink the beer and it doesn't taste quite taste like a beer, it finishes off like a bit of a dessert.
1: So. Yeah, I've had a couple of desserty ones and I've never been for me, you know what I mean? It's a bit. But I guess you just got to have one or two. You can't really smash smash them all night. That's it. Yeah. It's definitely not a session
0: <laughs> session now, that's for sure. But, look, that's a big, big sideways uh, tangent. Yeah, right? we're not a
1: bit of a tangent thing. We, we might spruik a bit of a, a beer podcast or something in the off-season. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking?
0: Oh, look, it's the off-season. We can get a bit silly. But I want to play you something just to... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah me me say, sake, play me something. Play me something. Play you something just to get you back in the mood. Let's see.
1: Certainly want to be kicking it through the corner. Oh! And there's an intercept for Crichton. Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the Premiership? oh Titan scores. yes yeah that's feel? oh it's good <laughs> i was doing those like double arm pumps where you'd get tuck shop um lady arms going if you had them <laughs> but i don't i'm too skinny for those so <laughs> um yeah i was He's going for it mate as yeah oh, geez it's such a that good feeling special yeah it is yeah. it's really special i mean to be honest with you that victory was a like i felt bigger about the win for Panthers than winning Supercoach, you know what I mean? It was just, I've I've tried to reflect on why I had such a more emotional sort of feeling and, you know, about the Panthers winning. And I think it's just because, you know, when you've supported a team for so long and they're hard to get, you know what I mean? I realise Supercoach is hard to win as well, but I don't know, I've only been playing Supercoach for about five, six years, but I've, you know, been a Panther my whole life. So yeah, I was... And I think because everyone else enjoys it as well. And I think because it's it's something you share with everyone that's in the community and everyone that goes through them. And because, you know, it's not just yourself that gets this special feeling that it means so much to other people in your community. It's really cool. So I think that's why. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's massive, man. I just I love it, I, I especially because they did go the tough route they did get to beat Melbourne. I wanted them to beat Melbourne in the grand final, but it's on reflection, the fact that they didn't even get to play the grand final or, you know, that's even better. So um, as yeah, as a pair of support, I love seeing, I think Melbourne's my hated team, even though I respect them the most. I just, I'm sick of them winning. So it's good.
0: I imagine it would have hurt extra um, last year, right? When they obviously were the ones that beat your boys. But to, to get one back on them this year surely feels good.
1: Yeah, I was at that game last year with my sister and um, just one of her friends, and we were just sitting there in the rain, and it was really miserable. Like, it wasn't a pleasurable experience for any part of it except for driving there. <laughs> like, driving there a bit excited, and then just getting smashed with rain, and just, yeah, we got smashed pretty much from the get-go. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad, man. Um I really appreciate the effort of the uh, the boys in the the Penny Panthers made it was it was massive it was massive.
0: Well, they've clearly been one of the best teams for the last two seasons, so it's, I, I seriously think just deserts for them to finally get over the line there. And look, now you've got the coveted, you know, the, the double that really I don't think has ever happened.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if anyone had had that, and I thought, oh, surely someone has, and I thought only because. I was thinking if you if you had a certain if you favoured a team then perhaps you would favour a certain amount of players and if they you, know, you might have more Panthers if you go for Penrith or something like that or if you're a Broncos fan a Broncos had a good year you might but I don't know I don't think if you're trying to play Super Cage well you try to take emotion out of it if you're winning I think and just pick what is the best for your side so I don't know well I was <laughs> counting backwards right
0: so last year you know we had Joe. Joe Natiff, who's a Bulldogs fan. The year before obviously Big Desi, yeah. uh, Seagulls, Sea Eagles. So that that rules those two out. And then the year before that was Bear. And, you know, it was Rooster tier. So that was probably as closest as we got. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't think I mean the year before that was Banyo, who'sn't a Port Eels fan. And then you've got me. Uh, and Broncos obviously came close in 2015, but 2016 lost in the prelims. So, yeah, it's it's been a while. And I think uh, I'm pretty sure you're the, the only double double. Uh, I feel very lucky. Coach. Yeah, I feel very lucky and very <laughs>
1: special. And football's been a great bloody year. I tell you what, it's it's been great. Love it so much. I just can't wait for it to start. And I mi- I miss it so much already. Like, I miss super Coach so bad. Um, like I enjoyed having the finals there because at least that was like, you know, you still got to watch your footy um, and yeah. just watching your teams go through the finals and win the grand final was amazing. And now it's over. It's just, ugh. I was trying to think they've got to have some other football thing. Like I know there's touch football if you want to play it in the off season, but they've <laughs> got to make like a rugby league hybrid game. That's kind of like players that might not make starting, you know, I don't know. There's got to be a thing. There's got to be a thing a summer game in some way. We can't.
0: Oh, I think they've got to have their preseason, right? And normally yeah. there might be some internationals, things like that. as yeah. Well. yeah. There's a lot know, of about. there's a lot
1: of hurdles to get over. So I'm trying that's why I was thinking maybe the worst players that might not get a run. You don't care if they miss out, or <laughs> I guess they've got to have and maybe they get more family time in the normal season. I don't know. I'm trying to find a way. Maybe we'll just get a few blokes to run at each other or something. in, the, in
0: park. Well, it sounds like there's going to be some more footy coming in, in 2023 anyway, with obviously the the expansion, mm. the either the North Brisbane Dolphins potentially or whatever they're going to call them. But. A new
1: team's always exciting. Like I remember, you know, just, you know, when Melbourne came into the comp, even when North Queensland and just all those um, weird super coach teams that popped in and out or like, you know what I mean? Like the... Just weird teams, oh, like, super league yeah, ones, yeah, hunter the... mariners, and you know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the chargers, and all these. I remember being a little kid and getting heaps excited about like oh, all these teams, you know, it's fun teams, new teams, but yeah. It's, yeah, I like the idea of it. I don't know about supporting a team that are the dolphins, it seems weird. Like, go to dolphins. dolphins, Well, I know that
0: they've definitely got one um, major fan who's no doubt going to jump across, so that's the. Everybody's favorite NRL physio, who's a mad Redcliffe Dolphins fan. So I think it, that's actually his junior club. So yeah. he's obviously stoked at are getting the the shot. Yeah, that's massive.
1: That's ridiculous. Like if, that <laughs> like if that was your junior club that you played for, knowing the NRL, like made the NRL. Like I played for um, Brothers, uh, formerly known as St Dominic's, um, and if they were like they, that's a that's a Nathan Cleary school, by the way. So. If they were to get into the NRL, I would have to switch from Panthers to my junior club for sure. I get that. That'd be weird, though. It'd, it'd yeah, be well, weird. It'd be tough to get <laughs> off your club, but you'd have to. Could you go for both? I don't know. I think you're, you're always going to have a little bit of a
0: soft spot. I reckon if they if they, I come couldn't in. not
1: support the Panthers. But if your junior club came through, that'd make you feel like like it just take you back to when you're a kid. You know what I mean? It'd feel so cool. Oh yeah, that'd be super cool. Good on the NRL
0: physio yeah. for having his club come. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of unsure how I'm going to feel about it because obviously, you know, I've supported so Broncos for. Mm-hmm. I've always lived in Brisbane, so yeah, you know, just since a little kid, I've just always been there as a Broncos fan. But I haven't really had to to, to deal with like competition, right? So, you know, with mm-hmm. the Titans coming in, they they were technically competition. They're only actually you know 45 minutes down the road from where I live, so they're really not that far away. But I've never felt anything really towards them you know we we enjoyed beating them up yeah Um, yeah as a little brother but not quite lately but you know that's besides weird in the same
1: town isn't it like like we've never really had that that's like when you have america when they've got i'm not running to american sports but you can either be a cubs fan or i don't know like if if you're in chicago you can go for two different teams that play for for the same sport or something I don't really know which one's a which. Um, maybe the New York Mets and the New York. Oh, I don't know enough. I want to. I want to. I say... don't know. I want to sound I sport. I want to sound sporty, knowledge. But I only know rugby league. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I know.
0: <laughs> I was going to say I can help out with the Giants and the Jets and the NFL. There well, you go. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. You.
1: That's a good one. That's a weird local thing. That's I, I kind of like it though. I kind of it's it kind it sounds fun. I think it'll be
0: good. Because they'll, they'll surely build up, you know, the big rivalry and stuff like that, which, I mean, I guess with so many teams in Sydney, you don't get the same type of, you know, the level of rivalry, I think. If it's just mm. two two teams in the local area going against each other, like I think it'll be a bit different there. It's but, super weird look, when you see
1: like a balance of jerseys around the streets or you don't really, like in Penrith, it. it's just yeah. Penrith. Or you might see the occasional one bloke just wearing a Bulldogs jersey or whatever. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, or whatever. I could even go to the dogs, whatever. But yeah, and then the random
0: South clash eventually is always there, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> he's everywhere, though. That's it.
0: But look, that's um, you know, a pro- a, that's a problem for twenty twenty three when we're going to have to probably have to deal with one team having a bye each week and whatever. But you know, that's a later problem for us, super coaches. Yeah, worry
1: about that
0: later. But exactly. The main thing I wanted to do, obviously, to, today is apart from getting you on, celebrating, uh, you know, having a virtual beer with you to celebrate uh, your success and also the Panthers, but. We wanted to do a little bit of homework, dissecting your season. Obviously, the most successful season of 2021, and you know, it was we're not going into super depth because obviously, you on the XC experience, you went through round by round. I believe you had a full breakdown there, and
1: to an extent, you know, yeah, like when like we sort of did that podcast, and then at the, when we finished and wrapped up, I was like, you want to scrap that and do it tomorrow. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really like what we put out, but yeah, it was kind of just, I felt it was pretty boring to be honest, but a couple of people enjoyed it. So that's, that's okay.
0: I think for people who are ready to do that research and really get in and and analyze the the step-by-step nature of what it takes to win super coach, I think that'll be really helpful for them. We're going to do the cliff notes version, a bit of a condensed version of it. So let's, let's start up right at the beginning um, in the preseason. I mean, How much research did you do before you made around one team? Yeah, you kind of
1: just very little, man. Go with the flow, or yeah, yeah, very, very little. Like I, I don't really get into super coach until the footy really starts because for me it's just too wishy washy. Um, Yeah, like people sort of in the chats talking about their team and you know what teams they're going to have and they don't even have a team list yet. And I just don't, it doesn't work for me. I've never got it, Um, but. I'm always, I've always been a last second guy though, with everything as well, (laughs) with everything, not just, um, and it's not necessarily a lazy thing or anything like that. I just feel that I'm older and smarter. You know what I mean? If I leave it to that, if I do it tomorrow, I'm more knowledgeable tomorrow than I am today. So I'll make my decisions (laughs) on super coach at the very last second because I, any last bit of information, you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't, I don't like to get, to, I know it might sound contradictory because you try, if you want to try to get all the information, start do more study and research, but I feel like you get all the information you need on Teams list Tuesday. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, okay, cool. This is what's going on then. And I mean, you hear enough from everyone else that's going mental about all the people that are relevant, the new cheapies and all this sort of stuff that you just know who to get. Like. Yeah, but the cheapies become everyone that knows who's talking about the cheapies from everything I don't know where everyone gets yep. that knowledge of information from man I don't know I think there's like maybe like eight people out there doing some really hard research they're talking <laughs> spreading <laughs> some information and everyone else is just repeating the same thing so I think that's how super coach kind of works a lot a lot of people just hear some information and repeat the information so that- I think
0: that's you know a really good point so even though you didn't do the research yourself. You were just kind of absorbing it, yeah. Os- osmosis, season being...
1: big time. But then, yeah. throughout the season, I was trying to absorb what everyone else was, tra- what everyone else was thinking. But then had my own very hard fixed opinions from what I was seeing from the games. So I was kind of trying to listen to where everyone else was at and what they're thinking. And sometimes I'd be like, "Oh, they're so wrong on this one," you know what I mean? Or other times, yeah. someone would be like, "Say something." I'd be like, "Hold on a second, I didn't consider that." That's really, really, you know, hold on, I've got to look at that. And I'd really go back and look at that. And then I'd be like, oh, I've got to do that. Wow. Okay, cool. So I think by listening to other people, it's helpful, but you've really got to know what you're doing. as like, you've got to know what you want to do rather than,
0: yeah. Do you think your team was quite, you know, cookie cutter, or, as they say, or quite vanilla um, just for round with? one?
1: Yeah, I'd, rac- yep. I'd say so, yeah. I pretty much just had most of the cheapies that, you know, most of the other people had, like, I don't know, Laurie and um, Tessie New and yep. um, Ricky and all those. You sort didn't of... go too crazy, basically. No, no, no. It was just whoever everyone had with the cheapies. I sort of got, you know, two gun fullbacks because everyone was saying you needed to do. Everyone, like, everyone was saying, what did you need to do? I just did it. You know, you need two gun fullbacks. Yep. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'll just do that, I'll just do that. And then once the super coach sees it, like, I feel like you can have all this knowledge, but I, like I can tell people, like, all this stuff that I've done this year pretty much throw it out the window and next year is going to be completely different again you know what I mean so you well, might we'll pick probably up, get some new
0: rules and stuff right yeah <laughs> there'll
1: be something different so I mean you can I think it's about really I'd say as much games as you can watch have your own like vision of what you see and then try get the other bits of information from elsewhere that you don't know like job security and stuff like that if you don't know that sort of stuff then try sniff around and find that out about a player and stuff and but when it comes to your own opinions I think like on players and who to get that's where you need to make your own decisions but steal other people's information know what what if people have got information on you know this player's job security or you know this player is like NRL physio is like, like use all the bloody resources that are out there and to suck that up but I think you need to apply your own opinions because I think you know you've got I think I the point in my mind is sort of in reflection and stuff is I was only just coming to realize you know a couple of NRL players are playing super coach you know what I mean surely how am I, how am I how, they've got so much inside information you know what I mean so information is important but I think you've got to really trust what you're seeing as well
0: yeah I think that's what we try to do obviously on champions pod is that you know the information is there even if you have more information than other people you still might not apply it properly yeah so i, I do think we do try to do a lot of more of the game theory and, and that type of stuff as well but so you know as you say you started off pretty pretty basic pretty cookie cutter as they say yeah How were your opening rounds? Were you like right up the top from early on or did you have to really claw your way up from a rough start?
1: No, opening round was good. I was um, 190th after the first round and I didn't think it was overly massive. Like when you look back on it, it was just, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was all right. I picked the right captain and, you know, a couple of my, I think I had good props that maybe scored a little bit better than I had um, Paulo and I started with Takiyaho and they both had good weeks to start the first week. I think a lot of other people might have went other ways with those, and I think they may have just got twenty points or thirty points more on average. And the first week doesn't mean much, you know what I mean? Like it's the ranks, you know, whether you're one hundred ninetieth or whether you're two thousandth, you might be forty points apart. Yeah. So yeah, so I was sitting like one ninetieth, and then week two I sort of had a bit of a bummer week, Um, wasn't so great, and went down to seventeen hundredth, and then third week was um, about. 21, uh, it was 2,126 so 2,126 it was the lowest I ranked all year and that was that round so I sort of went down to that and then slowly climbed a little bit to up to 500 then 100 and then sort of into the top bracket for quite a fair bit
0: so When did you actually get up to the you know the top let's say the top 20, top 50 or thereabouts
1: Okay so just looking at it here the top okay so week eight i was ranked 532nd and in uh round nine i'm 108th so that was a pretty big jump but then from um round nine to round 10 i've gone from 108 to 13th so that right. yeah so then once i got into 13th it started to become super real i was like well, hold on a second there's only there's only 12 people in front of me you know what i mean like if i just Keep making good decisions for x amount of weeks i am a chance here, and so that's when I switched on and really, really engaged and was like, "All right, I need to start listening to every podcast there is and yeah, it was pretty full on man i it was I think that I came like reflecting on it once I hit that round thirteenth, I became super obsessive, and I'm like in a kind of an obsessive person and get sort of addicted to sort of certain things for short periods of time like whether it be poker i'll play poker and i'll play poker hard for two years you know what i mean or whether it's a game like it's a game on my phone or something i'll be all about that game on my phone like for two years and i'll play it really bloody good and i'll get you know so i just and so with that i sort of was just put all of my everything into it and looking back on it too i've sort of mentioned in one of the articles i've got anxiety so i i generally have a lot of stress all the time just worrying about anything, whatever it is that will slip into my mind, I'll pretty much worry about it. And um, sometimes I like, it's even subconscious worry. Like even if I'm not even thinking about saying, I'll just be sitting there worrying. And um, it's something I'm dealing with at the moment. So the people out there don't need to worry about that or anything like that. But um, it's, I, I sort of reflected and was like, hold on. I, I, what I did with Supercoach was I allowed that to be the thing that I worried about. So there was no more worry about any other things and it was just that. So I'd worry about Supercoach so much that every decision was agonizing. You know what I mean? I'd be like, why shouldn't I do this though? Why shouldn't I do it? If I do it, it's a mis- I could make a mistake. So what, why Why shouldn't I do it? So I kept finding reasons why not to do something and then just got left with the answer, whether it was don't do anything then and save trades or, okay, I'm left with this player and get this guy. Okay that gives me the less worry. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. And like, I think it helped to be honest, I think because, you know, most other people be going about their day doing whatever I'm sitting there all day, every day worrying about it. And yeah, it was, it paid off. So I sort of, I think I have to sort of pay some sort of respect to my anxiety for it, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. So I guess, I guess, yeah.
0: You turn that, you know, people obviously a lot of time will look at anxiety and see that as a negative, but in your situation too, you've managed to turn that into a real positive for you. Yeah, uh, it might not have been great at the time because you probably didn't sleep and and whatever. But in having that anxiety, it meant that you really dissected every decision, as you said. You looked at all the pros and cons. Why should you? Why shouldn't you do everything? Yeah. And by breaking it down step by step to that extent, it's really helped you shape a, you know, a really a, a really dominant season in the end, um, where you ended up. So. I I think that's really interesting. Like everyone I find that all the the winners, um, past winners, obviously, you know, everyone's wired very differently. You know, you've yeah. got um someone like say Bear who he's very much of a you know, he just loves footy and loves watching it and trusts what he sees on the field. Yep. And you know, he's obviously not averse to taking some risks here and there and that's how he that's how he rolls. Mm. Uh, I've I've always been a bit of a numbers guy and I look at the, the underlying figures and stuff like that and you know I I like to do my research and crunch the numbers and do that type of stuff yeah you know some of that strategy might not be as relevant now these days because you know some of the numbers that you look at historically uh, for example this season it, it really you just had to throw it out because we had an all-time season when it came to scoring so uh, you know things like that uh, obviously you know you've got to adjust and change along the way and then you know, you've got guys like Banyo who's, you know, he's been on many times and Sam's really, he's a really laid back guy, but he also loves his footy. He loves his racing and stuff like that. And he's not averse to having a punt or two. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of translates to how he approaches super coach as well. So I think it's really interesting how all of us have quite different personalities and, you know, you can still put it together. And, and
1: yeah, if you use, I think that, yeah, the thing it sort of you could take away from it is if you use your strengths and apply The things that work for you I guess you could say maybe you you know uh, my anxiety is not one of my strengths but you might even use you know whatever even your weaknesses whatever it is something use what you have to apply that you know what I mean to whether yeah whether you're a numbers guy whether you're a, a gut guy a real feel guy you know what I mean it gets a real feel about something go you know go with that yeah like I'm not a real numbers guy but I'd have to consider the numbers though so I'd sort of I'd write down num- the numbers of, like, past scores and stuff and be like, all right, this guy got a 105 here, got a 20 there, a 50 there. And I'd highlight, all right, 50s, um, orange, which is in the middle, and then reds, are like, like a dark red highlighter I'd put as, you know, 20s or, you know, low scores, and then those 100s as greens. And I'd just look at it as colours sort of thing in my notebook and stuff. So that, that made more sense to me. And I could just be like, oh, okay, those colours are – you know, I'm seeing way more green there, a little bit of... Yeah, I don't mind a little bit of orange in the middle. That's all right. So I think that, yeah, just use whatever works for you, you know what I mean?
0: That's really interesting. So again, you said, so you you admit uh, numbers is not quite your thing, but you knew that it still needed to be taken into account and you turned it into a way which... It made sense to you so as you said highlighting still writing stuff down and crunching it out i know some other people like the likes of so adam juicy who's an actuary and obviously yep. very good at his job he's all over the spreadsheets and fair enough you know it made sense to him i could never look at spreadsheets the way he would for yeah. example it just goes straight over my head that's yeah. for sure
1: yeah no he's a god man i i did i sourced him out probably with about three weeks to go and was like uh, hi i I'm Tim. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to you on uh, <laughs> on uh, that other podcast. Uh, now we we'll can shout him out. Though. Yeah, playbook. Of, oh, right. of course, we'll shout him out. And um, yeah, I was just like, I really like the way you think. And that's not really, you don't think the way I think. And you know, I'm sort of a more creative, artistic sort of guy and sort of want to use some of your brain, how does, you know, and sort of, yeah, he sort of helped me out a bit towards the back end and sort of tried to give me numbers and try to make them make sense to me. You know, I get numbers. I'm not a complete, I'm trying to sort of talk myself dumb and sound, but I'm just saying you don't <laughs> need to be, I used to think that you'd needed to be like ridiculously both lucky, but also very, very like a numbers guy. I always imagined that the guy that won super coach had hundreds of spreadsheets with, cause I saw people deposting it on it years ago. You know what I mean? They had spreadsheets and, they had, they had all these, like, week plannings for weeks ahead and stuff. And I was like, wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was never that quite like that even.
0: You know, I, I had a spreadsheet, but my spreadsheet was because my year was stupid in that they didn't let us see the full squads of other teams. I love
1: that. I, I love that.
0: We were the only year where you could only see each, each week, you could only see the top 17. For the round? Yeah, for that round. So you could see that it scored 1,100 that week and it was broken down you know, this was the 17 players they had. So you couldn't see the top, the whole 25. So I had a spreadsheet where I would look at, you know, this is when I was, because I was sitting at one for quite a while. So I was keeping tabs on the top 10 and kind of the top 20 and just kind of looking at, well, this is who they had this week. And then this is who they had next week. So I was just writing down who they had in their team and just keeping track Mm. on, well, I've got the majority of these guys covered because you know, I was able to get a lot of depth in my squad. So I canceled as many pods as I could basically. And I was most of my season, like, you know, the last eight rounds, I was just kind of just watching that. So, you know, I was, I had to use spreadsheets to keep track of all those names. Otherwise I would have distributed myself nuts. I started off with just a little notebook where, you know, I was, I was, yeah, just writing down and, and, each week I saw a new name, I just add them to the, to that team's list. And I'm like, yeah, I've got to get a bit more uh, serious about this. This notebook's not going to cut it. So. Yeah, that's why
1: I sourced out because my notebooks were getting silly. And I was like <laughs> writing their whole teams out. And if they did this or if they did this trade or if they did this trade, and I was like, there's got to be a more computer way to do this. I don't. I know what I want to do, but I don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? I can barely use Facebook. So it's fascinating
0: because I think because I've heard him speak on it previously, but he's just got some scripts written where they just literally scrape the data mm. from you know, x amount of teams in the top one hundred, ten thousand, all, all the way to twenty thousand, and then they plug that data into some fancy spreadsheet where they have all these formulas and whatever and then they spit out whatever he wants it to spit out at the end so again way over my head and uh it's such a smart move for you to to be able to do that and i think it's great that you just you need help reach out and and get that help yeah
1: yeah i just need to balance my corners because i had des in it and des is wild and you know aggressive as hell (laughs) And Des was like, you know, do this, do this, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, oh geez, it sounds tempting, man. you know. And um, but then yeah, I'd I be like a, a couple of his moves would have paid off like quite well. And a couple of them I did take as well, like a Manu was someone that he was hot on. And I only really yep. decided that I wanted to get Manu eventually because I was convinced he was gonna to go to 5'8". I was convinced that once he did his role at fullback. In that sort of origin Teddy period, that he would go to five eight and Drew Hutchinson would get dropped out. But then, once I got money, about the week later, I heard Robinson going on about oh, how he really trusts Hutchinson to do a role, and he's going to do that role. And I'm like, God, oh, he's not going to get a spot then anyway. But he still did all right, you know what I mean? Like he was when he was sort of got to the wing, he did great. But even at centre, he did not too shabby. So
0: yeah, I got money quite early when I when he was playing fullback because Teddy was out. Yep like this was the the game after origin. And then I was just, I got him in thinking this will just be by coverage. It'll go well, whenever Teddy's out and he'll definitely play fullback round 17. And I might eventually, you know, upgrade him to, you know, a run home keeper in the center wing, but he just, he played so well. And then you had um, Robbo talking about, we want him to be that kind of second fullback Mm. time in the way Tommy turbo and Teddy worked together in origin. And I'm just like, you know, this sounds great. And then, You know, it kind of did play out on the field. He was running a lot of those, you know, Teddy was playing first receiver and then Manu was chiming in as the second receiver or the the fullback sweeping around. And I'm like, this is great. So I think that was really, you wouldn't have known that just looking at the numbers. You had to actually watch the games and see that. So, yeah, look, I was a big fan of Manu and he, yeah, low-key one of my favorite players. And and yeah, I was devastated when
1: Latrell broke his face. I reckon he looks almost exactly the same as Roger Tuovash. I'll say that. I know that I can tell they're different, but if you told me that was, you know, just put one of them up and said, this is, you know, one was the other. I'd be like, yeah, it is. That's fine. I accept that's who it is. You know what I mean? Like it spins me out. I mean,
0: as fullbacks, they, they do play very similar in
1: some ways. That's for sure. They remind me a lot of each other. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. All right, so um yeah, we're we, we, I go on weird tangents, say, excuse me. That's okay.
0: It's all I mean, like I said, this is casual. Yeah. I've been slowly working on my beer, so I've uh you
1: know. I've got a I'm enjoying time the
0: times where you're because 'cause I'm just drinking.
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs> I feel like we're at the pub. It's a little bit like at the pub. Well
0: that's that was the feel I wanted to go, you know. That's yeah, <laughs> so, nice. But look, let's have a quick break and then when we come back, I wanna spend a little time talking through the buy period. Yep. It's the spooky season, Halloween's coming up, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that you don't have a horror scene, a monstrous post-lockdown quarantine bush, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying, make sure you are keeping things neat and tidy this spooky season, with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new 4th generation performance package. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the code CHAMPIONS. Look, we've all been there, trying to tidy things up downstairs, a slip-up in the wrong direction and you're halfway towards a blood-splattered murder scene befitting an 80s horror slasher flick. And let's be real, no one wants to do the cleanup on one of those. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The fourth generation trimmer does have the cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer also comes with an LED spotlight that you can turn on and off when you need to for a more precise shave, plus it's waterproof. And of course, once you're finished, you've got to seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver board deodorant, and also giving the balls a boost with the crop reviver performance package 4.0 truly is the ultimate package. So get 20% off and free shipping using the code champions at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code champions at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this spooky season. Choose manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right. So like I said before, I wanted to spend some time looking at the buys. Obviously it's, it's important, you know, I can't dismiss it entirely, but I'd like to know, you know, you were at 13th around round 10 thereabouts. So you were really up there already. So at that point, you know, how hard had you gone at the buys? Did you plan much? Had you traded hard for it? I mean, where did you sit for round 13?
1: Okay, so round 13, I was ranked 43rd and I'd moved up to 31st. I had a score of 994 with 15 players. I had 15 players. I did. I was planning very hard early out for round 13. I couldn't tell you exactly which, which week I was considering it, like whether I sort of was like switch on round five or six or seven, but I know it was early on and I was then starting to be like any trade that needed to be made or plays I wanted to bring in, it was do they play round 13? If they don't, then I probably should be looking for someone else. So I'd try to find, unless they were an out-and-out gun that I just had to have, you know what I mean? Which is one of those massive ones that you just needed to get. Like, whether it be a replacement for someone else and they were the second best player or in that position and you just needed the second best fullback at that time or whatever, I would have disregarded that. But yeah, if it was like this player or that player and you couldn't split them, I'd just go the buy guy. And so I had 15 players for round 13. For round 17... I started, I feel like I got hit so hard with that one. Like I only had 12 players, but I was planning sort of pretty early out for that too. Even before round 13, I was planning for 17 as well. I think I brought in two players for 17 with the thought of, I need players for 17 because I only had two in my side and they were pretty bad players. Like they're players that you thought, oh, okay, he's going to get 20 and that player is going to probably get you maybe 33 so I've got 55 points saved my file for this, you know what I mean? So I was like, I need to start bringing in 17, otherwise it's going to as well. Otherwise it's going to be too hard to, you know, start rushing them out from 13 to 17. If that makes sense. yeah yep. So okay. yeah, but I got hit so many hard with so many body injuries, and only I had 12 players, which was more than a lot of other people had. But I got a terrible score of um, 787. I had – the numbers I had didn't really reflect. Like, I wasn't a solid 13 uh, – a solid team either, I should say, when I say that I had 12 players. I'm trying to bring it up. Yeah. yeah. So, I had the Goz who got a call-up. Jack Jigowski. That's
0: so random. I yeah. can't believe you had Kiszewski. Started with him and held
1: him to the end just because I couldn't get rid of him. So, I <laughs> – just pretty much playing super coach the whole year with one less player. But I guess a lot of, a lot of us do that. Saab got a 12. Walker got 130. I captained Manu with a captain score of 158. So that was the doubled score, not the half score. And um, yeah. yeah, I got Ryan James for a 16. And that was the only week I got anything good out of Ryan James. Um, I, I played Ryan James and really got anything out of him. And it was 16. I didn't get any of the other good ones. But um, but yeah, kept him all year too. So yeah, it wasn't a great week, man. I, just, I had Nick Rima for a seven um, and I... I axed him the week after that and just got rid of him and brought in, I think it was Dewey. So that, would. but yeah, I, I, the, what I think that you need to, you have to, to plan for the buyers. Cause if you don't plan for the buyers and you get hit with injuries, you're going to just have nothing, you know, bugger all yep. score. But if you, even if you get hit, like even if you get hit with injuries, you'll probably work out on average that other people kind of lose as many. I felt like if other people lost say three and, Round seventeen, I lost five over my period that I'd planned to save, and I was like, oh, "Okay, it's two less, but I've still kind of got one more than most." You know what I mean? So I felt like I planned harder, but didn't get the reward for it. But yeah, I, I think the week after was week eight, uh, round eighteen. I went from ninth to first, and that was a massive week. One of the other questions it's you good. did wanted to, you did ask me in the, the about the um, round thirteen and round eighteen in your notes was how many trades I had going after these rounds so round 13 i had 18 trades left i'd saved 5 at that point so i think that was yeah i'm pretty sure i would have been i remember being it was most of the year 5 more than everyone else or yeah not was most people didn't sell sell any um use any trades so yeah it would have been 5 more than most um and i think yeah i was comfortable but then i went pretty hard in between that period and traded after round 17 i only had 7 trades left. So between you know, 13 and 17, I've gone from 18 to seven trades and I used five in super trade week. And then at, towards the end, I started to become more conservative. It was like, I wanted to, to I had, I changed my plans. Like I, I'd always wanted to sort of come home hard at the very last rounds and overtake people. That was my plan. Like I thought I'm going to sit behind and save my trades. People are going to fall over and have less numbers and I'll be able to make massive decisions and pip them. Yep. But it didn't – so I only ended up having, you know, in the back end, maybe two more than people that had saved a couple or something like that. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, I did have to change. When I was in first, I was kind of like, oh, I've got to keep this lead. I've got to keep this lead. That was like my thinking for a lot of it. But in saying that, I did save a lot of trades after that sort of aggressive period between 13 and 18, I'd say from round eight because I only had seven left. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I sort of saved tapes and was like, it's going to have to not do anything.
0: Okay. So, I guess to, to summarize uh, how you approach the buyers, you you planned, you hit it hard, you traded hard. And, you know, I guess you stressed that it is really important. But it, at the same time, it, you know, by some of the names you threw out there, you know, the likes of Nick Arima and, and Ryan James and, you know, even Jack Kieshevsky out of nowhere, yeah. uh, you know, you can have a lot of, you know, you can have, 12 players or whatever, but some of them just don't perform and you can still escape without too big of a hit to your ranking because, as you say, you went from ninth to first not long after that. So I guess with next year, you know, we're still waiting to find out the rule changes and what things might look like. But I think that if it is that we go back to three buys uh, because they go back to you know all the origins being on Wednesdays, then I certainly think we have to have to really look at the buyers seriously, even harder than we did this year. So, you know, these are things we'll have to, you know, look forward to in the coming uh, months,
1: I guess you could say. Even maybe think of it pre-season too. Like that. I know when I, I used to buy plan a couple of years prior to this and I started, when I started to get at the game a little bit more and was like, oh, you got to buy plan and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I think it was maybe two years ago, like not the year I won, but the year prior, I was like, oh, I'll maybe try to start with less origin players didn't win that year but you know what i mean just a little <laughs> different tactics like that or maybe you could be like try get target a few players that are going to play the first buy and bring them in already and try think oh is they going to play the first round? i'll get get them over that guy instead then so that might already you might already have like three or four more buy players and average people which means that you can then trade around that and not have and also save trades and not have to rush them i don't know i think it could be handy to think of by preseason pre-season even.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely be
1: encouraging that from my perspective. You know,
0: I was generally quite successful. Anytime we had three buys to navigate, I always made a lot of ground if I was far back or, you know, in, in my successful season, I that's when I struck the lead. Basically, as soon as we hit the first buy round, I'd planned well. Mm. I fielded like 16, I think, and yeah, rocketed up and hit the lead that week and, pretty much hung on for the rest of the season because I planned the next two buyers really well as well. So, yeah, i definitely kind of keen. Uh, it might be my my chance to get more relevant again. <laughs> Been A bit rough lately. <laughs> so I guess, as you said, you hit number one and then you stayed there for the rest of the season, didn't you?
1: Yeah, let me just double check that. I don't think once I hit first, I lost it at any point. That's an interesting question. Yeah. So once I hit first, I never dropped That's a, that didn't realize that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So from round 17, I hit, I, I went from ninth to, I was ninth in round 17, then round 18 first and held it for
0: three. Four, yeah. My impression was that once you got there, you, you know, you stuck to it and then you blasted out to a lead the last couple of rounds.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I had a couple of weeks where I, I think I sort of held trades and was, I don't know what happened. There was just the, I think it wasn't the last round. It wasn't round 25 or 24, but round 23 and round 22, I scored poorly on average. And I think even 21, it was pretty, pretty dodge as well. And I was like, just like a hundred, cause I remember I had a lead of about 300 at one point, 308 or something. And then it went down to like 250 points lead to 208 points lead to 100 point lead and then I was like I think at 89 points away was the closest I was at some point and then it was like yeah around 24 I shot back up to like 404 lead from like an 80 point 89 point lead I think which was so nice because it you know, I felt like it was just I felt like it was coming apart you know what I mean I felt like like I was like I've got two three weeks of and I've, i'm doing everything i can and things are just coming apart and i don't know what to do and like i was just like i was in this really like full-on mode where it was like i've got to make i've got like x amount of decisions i've got say three trades left and i've got to decide do i use them this week that week or the week after do i I've got to know other decisions do I have. I've got the other decision. I've got to decide who's my bench. I've got to decide who's my VC and who's my captain. I'm like, I've got to get these right. I can't, if I go back and, you know, look back in two weeks now and I go, I should have done that or I should have done that. And it was obvious. I'm going to, you know, never forgive myself. You know what I mean? So and I really felt the pressure. The pressure was so intense, man. Like it was, I really felt like I was going to fail. Like I had this, I was so positive, but then I kept having this, like, it's just not going to happen. It's too good to be true. And, you know, and then I just was, I really had to change my mentality because I got to the point where I was like, if I believe I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. Tell yourself, you know, you're going to win this. And that, you know, like change your story. Don't be the guy that says, oh, you know, almost one super coach. But if I had to captain this guy instead of this guy, and if this guy didn't get hurt or whatever else, like I've got to avoid all of these things. You know, it was such yeah. a full on thing. But yeah, it was just a oh, look, massive relief. I, I
0: think it's time. something that people will never quite get unless they're in that position. And, you know, I, I I had a similar kind of trajectory for you in the last couple of rounds there too, because I similarly held trades for quite a while. Yep, I, um, you know, because for me, I hit number one in round 12 and I just stayed there for the rest of the season. But,
1: wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I was really lucky that season. So, because I'd planned so well over the buys, I, I went to number one. It was just, you know, 10, 20 point lead. And then I hit round 15, which was the second big buy round. I hit it really hard. I fielded 17 and just blasted everyone away. I went from like a 100 point lead up to 350 or something like that. And
1: but it's still so intense to have the lead from round 12. That's a long time to be like, I'm the guy in first. Everyone's <laughs> watching my side or they know, you know what I mean? Or everyone's trying to get me. Everyone's just that. Everyone's yeah. trying to get me feeling. That's how well, I just had this. Everyone's trying to get me feeling. I felt like, oh, my, definitely. like everyone that's playing super coach wants to beat me. If it's around me. And I just felt like that. I started to get – like when I say paranoid, I'm not the true sense of paranoia but because I don't really know what that is. I understand what it is, but I've never felt that. Yeah. But I um, but I just started to get really suspicious, I guess, that anyone could have me – bring me undone by just giving him information. Like all they need to do is just tell one other person, you know, you like know. if I trust you and go, well, yeah, I'm bringing in this guy this week, you only need to just tell Joe – you know what I mean? And then all it takes is for Joe to break, you know, to tell one other person. And I was just like, how much can I trust these people? You know what I mean? Like, cause everyone I've yeah. met that I've talked to in the Supercoach world, you know, even except for even Brendan, I met through the Supercoach world. Like, I mean, Brendan's like yeah. a very, very, very close mate of mine. Um, you know, I've, I've been to his wedding, you know, he's, I've met his baby, you know, I'm a good friend of his. Um, but I still started to question how much can I, not trust him, but trust him not to slip up and stuff. You know what I mean? Not yeah. to accidentally So yeah. So for to have, for you to be in that spot for that long, I think that's just such a long grind of, yeah. So like, Cause like when you're sort of just around the mix, like I was around the mix for a while, but it's different. You're just sort of excited and oh yeah, what can I do to get up there? And, but to be there and realize that what your destiny could be. it For me, it was just the, so much the achievement, you know what I mean? Just to. To it's like to win something like that. Like it's it it's fun to win. Like whether it's any game, you yeah. whether it's scissor paper, walk with a friend for who's going to score or whatever it'd be. It's that fun feeling of winning, and it was just such an ultimate, ultimate feeling of winning. But to have that pressure for that long, I don't know how you did it, man. That would have sent me
0: nuts. I think for me, because I had such a clear plan mapped out over the buys. Like I was not not an autopilot, obviously, because you adjust each round and stuff, but. I had, you know, an idea of who I was going to get for round 15 and then who I was going to get for the subsequent third buy round or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, in a sense, I was kind of just going through the motions. And yes, I was ranked number one, but I just, it didn't seem real to me. So I was pretending as if I wasn't. I was just playing my game, playing supercoach, trying yeah. to score as many points as I could. And I think it wasn't till round 18, 19 when the buyers had passed the next round and the round after that had, you know, I was finally, I'd burnt most of my trades. My team was, you know, in really good shape. Uh, I was really happy with my team at that stage. I had pretty much my final lineup, maybe with two more trades to go. And I still had two trades in hand after that. So I felt good. And then it was at that point where I'm like, yeah, I can actually win this now. So I think that's how I, how, how I stayed grounded, stayed, (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah try to not let it become too real or yeah i know what you mean about it not feeling real like a lot of the time when people be like like oh you're coming out like well people i remember like all the boys everyone you know in the turbo having his cup of be getting pumped for me like oh he's in 100th now or he's oh he's just jumped a 50th and I'm, I'm like yeah okay and i'm it just didn't make sense to me still you know what i mean i'm still Shit. trying to look at like going thirteen thousand. you know one thousand. or oh, I can't even say numbers properly, 1, <laughs> uh, oh, 130,000 people. I'm like, how many people is that? There was 600 people in my primary school. <laughs> a lot of primary schools. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. people, you know, yeah, it's, sure. it's hard to try and get your head around. Yeah. And I know there's probably a lot of bogey sides and a lot of like people that throw it away after about two, three weeks or whatever that, because I get that, like, yeah. Because I do that with lots of footy tipping competitions. You know, I will start about five tipping footy tipping comps and forget forget to do it after the third week and be like, oh, I'm not doing them anymore. So you know what I mean. <laughs> so I like, People probably have the same yeah. sort of thing. So I get that, but it's still it's still a crazy thing. And then when you start to talk it to other people, that you're like, oh, you play super coach, or my like, like my my mum was even like, oh, you know, um, like your cousin um Lynette like her husband and their son played that and I'm like, oh really? I mean, and then like other things like that blew my mind stuff when like I heard Yvonne Sampson say something about Supercoach just on like 360, like, oh yeah, and he scored like it's talking about Turbo, like scored X amount of blah 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 supercoach points. And I'm point like about, I'm like yeah. I, I play. I'm I'm saying to myself like in my little room like I play that. That's the thing I play. Oh, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning that Yvonne Yvonne Sampson I'm winning. That's that's the game I'm winning you're talking about. It's like, crazy. You know it started I to be like big, because it's just a fan... Like, I just saw it as this, Like, I've played it for a few years. I understand the community, and it, it's kind of big in a lot of in ways. There's a lot of people playing it. But it's very small in the rest of the scheme of things. Like, you talk to Super Coach about someone that doesn't play it, and it just doesn't they don't they don't they don't really get it at all you know what i mean like the fantasy sport, most people know. think it's just tipping right they just think oh is that yeah, your tipping yeah exactly your tipping comp or whatever and exactly most of my family members sort of that's what their initial impression was
0: that's it
1: yeah. but yeah it's kind of yeah i don't know it's a kind of it's a weird thing and 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 there's different levels of playing super coach as well like i, I when i first played it, it was just picking my favorite players and you know, the second year it was, you know, I was in a, you know, a league that I was trying to beat some friends from work. The first year I just, my brother was like, oh, you know, you should play this game. It's, it's cool. You know, it's you pick your team in footy. And cause then, you know, I love footy and I play footy, you know, you just play footy and he's obviously <laughs> you like footy. He's like, he's discovered this thing. You'd like this thing. All right, give me a go of it. And so, but then the second year I got into a comp and I was like, oh, a competition, compete. All right. You're fun. I was just sort of picking my side just for, for giggles. And, um, yeah, and it's and then a little bit more like I'd start listening to a podcast, you know, and then I'm I'm having like the, the third year, you know, you like whatever it be, you start and you're so, taking more interest, and then and then it becomes a lifestyle, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I, I just, I, yeah, so there's for anyone who's listening out there, wherever you're sitting on there, just it's it's a crazy little how different you sort of approach it, and I, you know, I'm sure. In three years' time, four years' time, you know, I might be you know, completely still obsessed with it, which I'm sure I will be, but it could be just a thing that I sort of, oh, yeah, I used to do this. I won this once. You know, just have a little fiddle with it. You know what I mean? I don't know, but it's still, I love it, man. It's just a, it's like a board game that you can only get one go a week, but then you just yeah. get to sit back and watch the results of the your, your roll of the dice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But your roll of the dice is kind of, like, I like, that's what like I like poker because like I don't like like gambling where it's just poker machines you play poker machines and you press the button and oh yeah I'm the winner if you it does, I don't care about lucky wins, you know what I mean I played poker because like there was strategy behind it and you oh, let me get better and achieve and you know you it's something about getting better at something or growing or and, and supercoach gives that. It's, and you get to enjoy so you get to it's just amazing how much it allows you to feel like you're a part of the game. Like when you're a fan of a team, that's, that's awesome. And you're like, oh, I go for that team and my team beat your team and my friend goes for the team. Yeah. But then when you're sort of picking your players and you've got complete control over it and you're watching them, what get to watch the results of that each weekend, it really makes you feel like you're not like on the field, but you are sitting in the box. Like you are, they're your players. You know, and I talk to the players before the game. You know, boys, it's a big game. It's a big game this weekend. We've got we've got Wilf. You know, he's a pass winner. Let's see if we can knock him out here. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I look, I totally get what you mean. And I have to say, once I got into supercoach, you know, I just, just watched the footy watched the Broncos mostly and you know, maybe one or two other games if it happened to be on, but yeah. it wasn't until I got the supercoach yeah. bug where I started watching as many games if not every single game i could yeah and you know it just takes that whole fan experience to a new level and i think that's just one thing that just is underrated with fantasy sports like it just and and it's sad that people kind of discard it people discard it people in important positions in the media in in nrl and in
1: Yeah, I've heard heard a high-profile person um, say something negative about it. I think it was a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? Like about sort of like what our opinions think or whatever, like matter or whatever. I won't say the person because I don't like to bag people out or bring up, you know. Yeah.
0: It it skews sometimes people's perception of players. I I feel like I'd like to go and and explicitly explain that when I like a player for Supercoach, it's because – they're good for the numbers, not necessarily because they're yeah. a good player.
1: Yeah, there's that, like, sort of, uh, they don't understand football, sort of thing. And it's like, well, that's it. we, yeah. we're, we're that enthused in football that we're trying to find a more of a way to, if we can't run around and play on that field on the television, <laughs> we want to be involved in that game in the television the most we can. And that's why I used to bet on the football. And then I, that's why I started actually playing Super Coach because I was like, oh, this is a way for me to stop betting on football. And still feel like I'm in the game, but now I still bet on football. But that's only because I feel like I understand football now. Like, you know, I understand football way more now than when I used to play. Like, I stopped playing when I was probably 14, 15. But it's a different level, obviously, when you get to an adult age. You know, I think once you hit about C grade sort of thing, that's, which I never played, um, I think that's when you start getting a little bit more like, like drew up proper set plays. And, yeah, yeah, it's a different <laughs> game. Like yeah, yeah, it's a bit different yeah. sort of thing. Like, I mean, obviously, people it's when no that longer throw
0: gym- to the biggest guy on the field and let him yeah, go exactly. To town. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's it's a great thing, Super Coach, man. I I, I really, really have so much appreciation for you know, the strategical side, the uh, fence, like how much it sort of allows you to appreciate the game. Like what you were saying before, like when you watch one game or you'd watch your team play and maybe two other games. Like if you were at the pub with some mates, you'd watch that game too. Or if you, you know, mate goes, come around, watch a footy back in the day and you have a few mates around for some beers, but you wouldn't have watched it as hard, you know, what I mean? or as with as much focus. But then when you play Super Coach and you're watching every single game and you know every single player's name, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're in it. That's You're it. in the game. So I think, yeah, I think anyone who bags Super coach out or anything, it's probably a little either from ignorance or because they're they're intimidated that other people out there in the community have knowledge on the game. You know what I mean? That We're not just... Yeah, it's hard
0: because I know sometimes it can. I've certainly seen a lot of people talk about certain players in their... They think they're a lot better than they probably are on the field because their supercoach numbers are are fantastic.
1: Or people, or on the flip side, people that are absolute gun footballers, people go, oh, they're a dud because they're not scoring well in supercoach. You know what I mean? Alternatively, like so. Yeah. So there is, you've got to understand that there's a diff, like, it's a different thing. They're, They're separate. They're together, but they're separate. They're separate things. But yeah, you read it differently, I guess. You, interp- yeah. you take that information, interpret it, and translate it into something else.
0: So I feel like we've gone through a lot of detail um, for your season and it's been fascinating to kind of crack open your skull and understand, <laughs> probably not a good uh, phrase there, but kind of just understand your your mindset, your your mentality to the whole Supercoach game. And I think I've, one thing I have to say is I feel so encouraged and I feel so hyped up hearing you talk about the footy and hearing you talk about Supercoach because your enthusiasm just pours out like I can I feel more enthusiastic about Supercoach <laughs> just talking to you so I really do appreciate that No because you know it's it's a special game that we have and not everyone gets it but people who do like uh, it's it's great to have that like-minded connection to other people so
1: one thing I want to say too I was driving when I was driving around today from A to B I thought sort of thought to myself what's one thing that I thought I don't know you were going to do this I thought something I want to mention and In reflection of my season, and I just want to sort of say to people, it's I don't think it's that hard to win, because I look back at the amount of mistakes I made, so many mistakes, and I've got gone back and I haven't completely broken it down and analyzed it to the teeth. But when I look back at my round one rank, uh, round after round, sort of just as a bit of a run, my eyes over, I'm like, oh, oh, geez, that was bad, that was bad. And, like, some of the decisions I made and stuff and wrong captains that I got and there's so many mistakes that I made or there was so – like, and there was – I see that I could – like, I really feel like that if I had got my myself perfect, I could have beaten myself by, you know, another 1,500 points or something, you know, just throwing a number out there. You know what I mean? Like, without saying you're picking the perfect side every single week or making the perfect trade, just – if I'd done that instead of that or that instead of that, which were things like, so I just think that, I mean, and there's a lot of people in it, but I just, I think that you can make a lot of mistakes, but I think you only need to get a couple, you need to get the general gist of it right, but you only need to nail like three massive things is my feel. When I've sort of looked back on it, I've nailed three massive things and did like sort of eight to 10, pretty good things. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so, oh, and then just the rest of it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like on reflection, there was, you know, it's hard to sort of articulate it, but yeah, I, do, I don't think it's like, I appreciate that it's a, it's a, it's a big achievement, especially when, you know, a lot of people haven't been able to do it. Um, but I encourage people to, to believe that you can do it because it's just, It's not something I believed that I could do preseason. I didn't think I was going to, I didn't even think about trying to win overall at all. It was never a thing. Like I knew that, you know, Timmy uh, Williams had come second last year. I knew that Des had won it the year before and I knew that you'd won it prior. And I knew that there was a couple others in the mix that had sort of won as well. Um, that i was aware of that i that i kind of either knew or have talked to before but that didn't necessarily mean that i believe that i could do it just because i had spoken to someone that had done it you know i've spoken to people in chats that don't know me and that that whether they've had a conversation with me you know i'm sure they most people wouldn't go oh, because i spoke to the guy I won. i now think i've got a chance of winning They might have just congratulated me or something that was how i sort of spoke to you guys probably going into this so i never like i didn't even have any top thousand like Ambitions or even anything like that. It was just try. I just wanted to kind of beat. Wanted to beat you guys in the Turbo hammies Cup, or at least be hold some sort of respect and not be the top bottom fork person. Sorry, I think you were were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was my. I was like, oh, because I wasn't relevant at all. Like I was not relevant in the mix. Like I'd only just come into Sab's podcast in the back end of last year, a little bit, and. And joined on, you know, full time sort of with them this year. I was a, you know, wasn't really anything. Why well, I'm in this competition with all these, you know, sort of high profile sort of people that have won or from these podcasts? But I was like, don't embarrass myself. So I just became really competitive and 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 there was another. I, I feel terrible for Clementine. Yes, I remember the name. I'm not a names person. Clementine. I think she came about seventh or something. Okay, we had her on the podcast on our show when I was in hibernation. On the uh, supercoach experience, and yeah, and she sort of mentioned that she'd never played before. She'd watched the footy and stuff with a partner, I think it was a husband, fiance, whatever, a bit before. But she was invited into the, her husband's work league comp, and so she just wanted to do a bit of research pre season, find out how to, what sort of some of the you know rules of thumb you should follow, and all she wanted to do was try and. Not look silly in her competition, which is kind of what I wanted to do as well. Just not look silly, and I thought that was really interesting. You know what I mean? So it was. Yeah, to go from there. It's ending
0: up in. The I top don't want 10. to look
1: silly. Yeah, I now I'm winning it. So I never went into it with any like I wasn't never had any big head, and I still hope I don't let my, that happen to me at any stage or come across like that at any way. But yeah, I had no sort of ego going into it like i can beat these guys i just was like i want to you know what i mean let's see like i know footy i was like i know footy i can watch it i kind of don't get all of super coach but i'm going to pay more attention you know what i mean so if you just pay attention you don't have to be a nutcase like me and um stay up to 5 a.m having like real anxiety over it and stuff like that (laughs) you can just um you know put a little bit more you know thought into it rather than just jump into the straight, the first thing you you think of, or maybe what everyone else is doing or whatever, just, or just believe in yourself and trust your gut. That's all I've got to say. Just believe that you can do it. Yeah. You know, when you hear people that are like, Oh, just believe in yourself and you can do this. I've achieved this. You can do that. Like, I think I'm a real example of that. I'm a real underachiever, hey. So,
0: <laughs> right. you, you're now the 2021 Supercoach champion. I don't think anyone can call you an underachiever ever again. So, thank you. You, you got to be more. Got to give yourself a bit more credit. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So, look, let's move on from Supercoach for a little bit. You know, what have you been doing to celebrate? Obviously, you know your win, and also the Panthers. I understand you've unfortunately still been in lockdown that's not so fun but are you treating yourself to anything or what's been going on
1: look i'd like to come across as really cool and say i've been on like boat cruises sort of dan Brazilian style with a whole bunch of chicks in bikinis and (laughs) stuff and you know but that's not the case at all i've pretty much just been um doing the same thing just locking down you know what i mean i've really um become super compliant since my sister's um been what do they call it um Com- immune. I can't say big words. Immunized, compromised, Im- immune. Com- immune. I don't know. No, this she's she's a, in the vulnerable category. Yeah, there's basically. a there's a thing that they. I've heard people say, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm in. It's two big words together. I can say big words, but when there's two massive ones together, it's not not a great thing. But someone's out there's going autoimmune. No, it's not autoimmune. It's like, it doesn't matter. we <laughs> got my ramble. Um, but yes, what was it? What am I going on about? What am I going on about, Will? Uh, I don't know, but that, you, you're being
0: responsible because of your sister.
1: Yeah, I'm walking down, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to be super masky. And, you know, I saw people were running around, um, you know, in town. And I've sort of been a fence sitter and not too sure where I sit with COVID and all that sort of stuff. But I was like, oh, I really want to be out there. But I was like, no, nah, it's probably not responsible. But I don't know what I would have done out there. Like, I'm a bit of a secluse. <laughs> I like, I, I just live with my mother. So, um, Uh, it's not like I'm a party animal at the moment. So (laughs) the old Timmy back in 2003 was going nuts for the grand (laughs) final. Like he was a loose unit. Like he was all over Penrith. Um, But I was like, am I growing up or am I just a loser now? I don't know. But, um, yeah, so it wasn't much celebration. It was very internal and just very sort of, you know, just sort of big grin and, yeah, it wasn't you know, slamming down beers or going on any benders or anything like that. It was just...
0: I guess it's hard when you're locked down to really want to, you know... Yeah, I guess.
1: Down. Yeah, I mean, I've went and gone watch watched footy at a couple of mates places, you know, in the finals and stuff, which is I've probably frowned upon, but, you know, tried to keep my distance and stuff like that. Uh, make sure that they were feeling healthy and safety, But, yeah, I haven't really had a great deal of contact with people, you know, other than just on the phone. So I'm really looking forward to a massive release of... Um, Celebrating the Panthers, celebrating Super Coach, and just getting around the boys and having some beers and stuff. And yeah, maybe trying to wake up with a few regrets the next day. It's been a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, look. Okay. Hopefully, uh, Freedom Day is not too far away, right? I yeah, I don't... I don't I'm don't.
1: i not that sort of guy that's probably... I'll probably still be like, oh, look, some people have got to stay at home and take it easy. If everyone's going to run out loose, look, that's you know, just chaotic. I've become yeah, very... Yeah. I think I'm getting really sensible. Like, it's only happened the last two years, and I'm not liking it. I was made a lot of bad <laughs> choices in the past, and I kind of like that guy a lot more.
0: Look, <laughs> well, having said that, I think, you know, the sensibility, maybe the maturity comes with it. I think it shows... And the choices you've made since winning and obviously you know you got a lot of publicity for one of the major choices you made in terms of wanting to support your sister and and you know donating a fair chunk of your winnings towards that i know a lot of uh, hopefully our listeners and i'm sure a lot of people out there uh, were aware of um you know your, your sister's struggles as a result and maybe they've donated to that are you able to give a bit of an update on what's been happening there
1: yeah. Um, so it's a, the My Cause pages. Um, she, she set a target of um, 10,000 originally. And I said, look, bump that up to 20. You're going to need a lot more than that. And this is before I sort of um, knew I was going to be winning for certain. And then, yeah, once, once I knew I was going to win, I was like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's where that's going. But... Um, yeah, the the my cause page is at nineteen thousand. The goal is twenty. Um, so we're oh, like nineteen thousand three hundred. So we're pretty much there. It's, it's happy days. She's going into start chemo tomorrow for to have her first session. So it's a pretty big deal. The last month for her's been you know pretty tough. She said she wakes up crying most days, and but she's such a positive person that she just has a cry and then she just deals with her day. And she like goes for walks and she. She just is really inspiring to me. Like, it's crazy how much she. Um, I'd be the flip side, man. Like, they say someone said, you know, they give these sorts of things to the strong people because they, you know, they can deal with it. I'd be in bed every single day. You know what I mean? I'd be, I'd be a wreck, bro. Like, I wouldn't be able to handle it. And she just sort of take like, running at it, you know, front on and tackling it, man. It's just inspiring. <laughs> Sorry to have a tear up. I haven't really had too much of a t- – uh, tear up, uh, publicly. I'm usually pretty good at keeping that together, but, um, yeah, she's starting a big journey tomorrow. And I just want to sort of want to thank people that had donated because, um, it, it's actually been really, really helpful because, um, the process of the super coach funds, it's a large amount of money and sort of, it hasn't sort of come through just yet. Apparently it's coming through pretty soon. So, which is great, but in the last um, month or so, um it's been a bit tough with a few different things obviously with her not working and sort of financial requirements and stuff and just in the last couple of weeks she's been able to access a portion of that uh, money which has been really really helpful so to strangers that donate to to someone they don't know particularly just uh, blows my mind you know like I've never been a particularly generous person I've never given anything to charity or anything like that so yeah Oh, look, I'm happy about crying about this. I'm I'm more sort of happy crying than anything because it's just really inspiring that it's come from the super coach community. And like I thought, I I felt tough with people donating because I'm like, I've just won 50 grand and these (laughs) people are all competing for that. And they're happy enough to donate, you know, money to the guy that just won 50,000 bucks, you know, to his sister. So that's that's amazing. And especially when people are doing it tough in COVID as well. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. But yeah, it's it's going to be a, a tough journey for her. But she's so she's so um, resilient that I've got all the confidence in the world that she'll she'll get through it. So yeah, it's going to be tough for her. Um, it's t- <laughs> it's it sucks, man. But you know, life throws us these things, and I guess it's just how we we try to deal with them. And 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 that you know, sort of shows you know, define people's character. And she's dealing with it like a real champion. You know what I mean? Like an absolute champion. Yeah. So yeah
0: look I, I think that's so
1: great to hear yeah she's she's great like she's you know really really like whenever i speak to her like i, I can I just ring her like every day you know and then i just wait for her and she's always like hey hey how's it going timmy and i'm like, like she just got this bubbly energy about her and i'm like wow how's she doing this you know what i mean and she yeah. just she yeah she's great man. She's, she's 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 amazing so Thank you for everyone to, to help. Like anyone that's, like, it's easy, that has contributed to her, like just know that she's like such an amazing person. It's really helping. So I can't think he's enough. Hey, eh? I can't think he's enough. I don't thank you saying that doesn't really do enough. I wish I could, I don't know, take his all to Mars and have a party and do something really unique. You know <laughs> That everyone else hasn't experienced. Cause I, I think he's a real people that people that donate to, charity and give them like their their, their money to someone else like like that they they don't know like for me it's not a big deal it's my sister you know what I mean but to someone who like goes up to people and gives them like sees a homeless guy and gives them a 100 bucks or whatever those people blow my mind you know I've never been that person so yeah and my sister's funnily enough that person that you know would go around and does has gone around and she even has like she set up a charity of herself a couple of years ago to help homeless people, which is <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so like yeah, oh, sorry, man, I'm a massive rant. I mean this is, <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Gina laughs> didn't I didn't think it was gonna go this way, but it is what it is and um I'll own it, so Look, I think it just shows how
0: real you are. <laughs> and I mean, if you didn't show any emotion, I I would be surprised. And you know, the reality is it sounds like your sister, you know, she sounds like she's a fantastic person. And she so generous for herself, and it. I believe things happen for a reason, and as much as you can question why she's got to struggle through this, yeah. it sounds like she's been put in a situation where, in ways that people probably could never have imagined, it's worked out to support her as well. So I think it's great to hear for people who have you know reached into their pockets and, and donated some some coin um, that it's really been useful. I think that would be really encouraging, and we're hopeful obviously we're all pulling for her and rooting for her that she can knock this one over. And, uh, you know, by the sounds of what she's like, it sounds like she's going to tackle this one, like a champion, just like her brother. So, you know, we're, we're obviously pulling for you guys and wishing all the best for the family for sure.
1: I appreciate that, man. Yeah. The support and all the kind words that everyone had sort of really thrown out. it's, It's just been amazing. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, like, I'm doing really well with it at the moment, just for anyone who is sort of worried, you know, I'm getting emotional at the at this at this point. And that's only because, you know, we're talking about, you know, how much my sister means to me and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, like personally, I feel like I'm, I'm surprised how I'm dealing with her. I'm just really positive that she will get through it because she is such a strong person. But um, yeah, the, having people sort of just reach out, it's it's nice, man. You know what I mean? It's nice. And, and um, I appreciate that.
0: Happy tears. Happy tears. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. All right. So I guess to finish up, uh, I've taken up a lot of your time. And so I really do appreciate you being so open and and transparent about everything you've done this season. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, giving us a glimpse into the person you are as well. And I mean, it's great because we plan to have you on a lot more regularly, uh, I guess, moving forward. You know, us being the champions podcast, uh, we love getting current uh, champions and obviously former champions on to chat super coach because i just think you know the reality is is not that we think we know better but we've been through an experience that not many people have so you know i just think we do have a bit of a more unique perspective sometimes yeah about how to navigate the the battles <laughs> the peaks and the troughs of a super coach season so we uh looking forward to having you on uh regularly next year really uh, excited season. about it man
1: i'm yeah really honored to have you give me that opportunity and yeah i mean you guys are really really um sound in what you do like i'm a massive fan of the way you guys put your show together and everything like that as well so yeah that's it i'm really excited man and thank you No,
0: thank you it's a pleasure for us to to have your insight for next season onwards so obviously though um you know you're not like you obviously you first off started with the with the sc experience as well do you want to talk us through what's potentially going on for you guys next year
1: yeah so i'm definitely staying with the super coach experience i didn't really touch on that obviously we you and i are both aware of that but sort of mentioning now that i'm uh, coming on with you guys next year you know super coach experience is the first podcast i was ever aware of and um and listen to them and even when i became aware of other podcasts i still always you know it was like oh, I really relate to these guys and funnily enough it's because I found out eventually they live locally they're Penrith boys you know what I mean so um I was like oh that's why I resonate that they're from around the corner so yeah I really enjoy what we do over there um it's you know the sh- we're watching those guys which were formerly the Mike and Sav show now the Supercoach experience watching them grow from where they first started off to because I, I watch from their their first year was 2016 that was the year I started as well and I so it's pretty much been there from the start just watching I think I've been one of their probably biggest fans I used to just sort of message them all the time and and eventually they sort of made friends with me and then invited me to come on the podcast and became friends and hung out properly like and you know joined a super coach team and went out and had drinks and stuff like that and yeah so I love those boys and I really like the way they sort of do their show so I really want to stay on with them and uh, we've got some really exciting things next year. We've got um something that the boys and I have decided we're gonna keep under total wraps because we're kind of fearful that someone else might jump on the uh, <laughs> jump on it beforehand and then sort of, sort of like add ah, our thing and we're more than happy for other people to to do what we do, but we just kind of wanted to do it first. so we've got something really exciting coming next year, so. Yeah, it's it's super exciting and it's something that I think that will really help us look at Supercoach a different way. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds exciting
0: for sure. So I guess it's uh maybe not a case of watch this space, but uh keep an eye on Keep this an eye experience. over there. Yeah. Experience.
1: But I'll be doing I'll be floating between here and um hopefully getting a couple of opportunities on the uh on the big show. <laughs> without without making Um the countdown um, yeah in KFC
0: with them. that's
1: what <laughs> i'll be floating around a bit so but yeah i'm really excited to be able to sort of um tackle super coaching in different ways and just sort of be involved in it as much as i can because yeah, yeah as i've sort of said i am pretty obsessed with it now and it's it's grown like the particularly the last two years it's really really become a like thing that i like i'm really sort of obsessed with
0: and that's
1: awesome yeah
0: well, I think it's going to be great. Uh, you definitely need to enjoy the, the year after. Obviously, you're going to get plenty of uh, involvement, uh, as you said. Um, the chance to go on the countdown show for
1: starters. And Vossi's giving me a bloody um, a little, uh, I'll get you on uh, next year as my super coach expert, which I'm going to hold him to, too, on the... Uh... S E N
0: Mate, S-E-N. I need you to do that because I would love to have a connection to get to Vossi,
1: mate. So yeah, I'm gonna hold you, you work that angle. Yeah, yeah, no, We'll get it. We'll, look, 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 how good is he? Hey, how I love Vossi. Oh, like I used to appreciate him years and years ago, like, but he was sort of just like this, you know, the new guy on the scene. You know, like we'd yeah. sort of like he'd commentate when Rabs wasn't sort of thing. But he like and he was great, and what like his personality just really, really set in for me over the last couple of years, and probably particularly more so this year. Yeah, like you I just did. know he loves me. He's and that's, such that's he's so, it just carries through. I love how he's just kind of like he, he doesn't seem too serious. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he's serious, but he like he kind of has a love – I don't I can't know how to describe it. It's so unique. I just love Vossy. Like, how good is he? Yeah
0: so well if 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 you've got an in on that definitely yeah that I, and then... I've, I've got
1: it i've got it he, I've, I've got it recorded so he's offered it to me mate and I, when he offered no, it to no, me i didn't react i wasn't that like oh really i was just like yeah no worries man we can do that just all business you know like no no problem yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem like, yeah we'll wind that up yeah yeah that's easy but i was like then afterwards people were like did he just offer you a job because he said well we'll, we'll fix you up a little payment for it as well and i was like I think so. – oh, so. you can't just say that. I'm going to – I'm gonna pulling him up on it for sure. So even if it's just um, a couple of triple M's – oh, not triple M. I'm – S E N stickers for me uh, van or something like that. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a starting point. But, oh, man, if you get a regular gig, enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be too – I think it might be come on maybe for 15 seconds, here's your trades, or maybe once every four to five weeks. Henry was – when he was in first this year – I mentioned saying about and he goes, yeah, I was on um, – Fosse had me on at some point this year. I was like, oh. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I'm
0: yeah. not jealous at all, mate.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad. I like having that. A little bit of Vossi rubber it in. <laughs> I love doing it to the boys too. I'm like, to Sav's and the SEGREs. Uh, I'm like, oh, just message from Vossy. Message from uh, <laughs> <geez."> <laughs> They're so happy for me yeah. too. Yeah. Like, oh, it was just so yeah, nice. Man. I'd be sort of like, get out of here, mate. Nobody show me that stuff.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. It, it's it's honestly it's such a good thing. And I could not be more happy that you obviously won, but then, you know, that you're really enjoying the experience. Yeah, yes. I'm really well, lapping it up well, and
1: enjoying it, man. It's a bit <laughs> sucky that it's on pause for a little bit, but I'll really um you know, sponge it back up next year, I think. Definitely, mate.
0: Anyway, look, like I said, taking up heaps of your time. Yeah, look, look I'm go. a
1: massive talker, so like you this time's times are quite To whatever you're expecting to do, you
0: know. Sorry, it's all good, man. Well, like we we said from the start, we wanted this to be casual, just to chat, to let you to obviously you know reflect on the season that was, and you know get to know you a lot better. And I think that's we've ticked off those boxes. So thanks again for coming on, and thanks again, man. Really stoked to be able to have you come on board, and and obviously be a bit of a regular contributor for the season to come and beyond, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, well, no doubt I've got plenty of insight from you for the coming season.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about it, man. Hopefully we get to the age of Bustworth Field and still doing podcasts on Supercoach A. Uh,
0: oh, man, if Supercoach is still around, by then hopefully it's a lot bigger by then. But, yeah, uh, it should um, be. It I'll, should... I'll be
1: around. All right. I like it. Imagine Supercoach right, yeah. Squid Game. Have to that make is the... a good game. No, Supercoach or Squid Game have to make the top 1,000 or eliminated. <laughs>
0: Oh man, Squid Game—that is, yeah. Look, I, I haven't finished it yet, so don't. Spoil I won't give it away,
1: but there's nothing to do with in you know? it. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, nah, I figured that out. <laughs> much, yeah. How good is it? Yeah, oh, it's good, man. It's bloody good. Uh,
0: I feel like that's everything. Everyone's talking about it right now.
1: It's is- so weird how relevant it is. Like it's—it's just a meme for anything. It's, but it makes <laughs> sense because it's relevant because it's survival, and I think that's such a unique, we core thing. You know what I mean? We don't live yep. at that extreme, but you know it dramatizes and you know sort of intensifies survival. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like- and I'm going to stop you there because we could go. We're going to go down this massive rabbit hole. I'll, <laughs> so- I'll just keep
1: talking unless you press end on the record. I'm just going to keep <laughs> talking. So, oh, good. No, we'll we'll talk
0: again next time, mate. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks again for coming on. We'll catch you again
1: soon. Cheers. I'm not saying anything else. Cheers. <laughs> Wrap her up.